Hi, and welcome to bonus coaching episode number three, Managing Our Feelings. This is a continuation of the coaching episodes. Number two was last week. So if you want to go back, if you haven't listened to that first, I would suggest that you listen to that because that's about the circumstances and our thoughts. And it gives you an introduction to the coaching tool that I use called the model. And again, if you want a physical representation of what I'm speaking about, you can go to the download of findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash model, M-O-D-E-L. You can print that out and follow along with it and you'll have a better understanding if you're a visual learner like I am of what I'm really talking about. In this episode, we're going to talk about our feelings. The evolution through the generations of feeling your feelings is interesting and yet I think it completely misses the mark. When my parents were young, it was all about being stoic, not giving in to your feelings, finding a way to move quickly to something that made you feel happy. And as parents, we would tell our children, don't cry, because sometimes as adults, we didn't understand that crying was a legitimate outward expression of a child's emotion. Sometimes it's a manipulation, but we needed to spend more time understanding if it was really legitimate, or if it was just a manipulation. And instead of spending that time, we would just say, don't cry. Also, when children cry, it makes us feel uncomfortable. And who wants that, right? Anyway, we were told to keep our feelings to ourselves. We were told to ignore the sadness, ignore the loneliness or feelings of isolation, ignore the anger, escape the emotion. And actually, I'm not sure we were told so much as it was just the message that was sent to us. And that led to resistance, reaction, and avoidance of emotions. And that led to skyrocketing addictions, overeating, overdrinking, indulging in porn, gambling, and a nurturing of anger deep in the soul. Fast forward a few generations to present day, And the pendulum has completely swung in the opposite direction. Now we are all about our feelings. People vomit their feelings all over social media and to anyone who will listen. It's all we ever want to talk about. They speak about their feelings as if they're held hostage and have no control over the feelings in their body. We have apps now where we can check in throughout the day, every hour or every five minutes if we want to input your feelings so the app can give you activities to avoid or escape the feeling. We have worksheets and games for children to identify their emotions and then, quote, do something about them. We are a society driven and controlled by emotions. And if you trigger someone else's emotions, you get canceled. But the problem is we're addressing the symptoms, not the cause of our feelings. We've become obsessed with feelings because we're not ever identifying the source of our feelings. They don't just come out of thin air. They come from our thoughts, what we think about a particular situation or circumstance. Last week, I introduced you to the coaching tool called the model. It takes the circumstances, our thoughts about the circumstance, our feelings and our actions, 
and shows us how they work together to create the results, what our life looks like. We talked about how the circumstances are the facts, not the story we believe. So going back to the previous example, we have the circumstance of exercise. It's neutral. It just is exercise. My thought can either be, if I do it, it won't make a difference, or it can be, if I exercise, I'll lose weight and get in shape. If I take that first thought, if I do it, it won't make a difference, I feel apathetic and I don't exercise, and my result is I don't get in shape. But if I take the second thought, if I exercise, I'll lose weight and get in shape, I feel convinced. And when I'm convinced something will work, I'll do it. So I have the actions of exercising, and the results are I lose weight and I get in shape. You can see that our feeling comes from our thought. Either I'm going to feel apathetic or I'm going to feel convinced. And actually, there are a whole range of emotions I could choose from. But those are just the two that correspond to those particular thoughts I have. This is the biggest missing link in how we deal with feelings now. We spend so much time focusing on the symptoms that we try to solve for that we don't focus on the cause. We focus intently on how we feel and we try a new activity to make us feel better or change our circumstance so that we'll feel better. Which is not to say that we must have happy thoughts all the time. Life is happy and sad, joyful and stressful, exhilarating and disappointing. That's what it means to be human. Everyone is anxious sometimes and feels safe sometimes. But when we don't focus on the thought that causes the feeling, we just swim in the feeling until we distract ourselves with our phone, with overeating, drinking too much, or whatever our distraction drug of choice is. In this coaching tool called the model, and this is why I love coaching so much, we can see the connection of what we feel to what our thought is. If you have a house where dirty dishes are out, clothes are all over the floor, and the bathroom hasn't been cleaned in a month, you may have the thought, I can't keep a home. I can't do this. Your feeling could easily be overwhelmed. Your actions are inaction because the feeling of overwhelm usually makes us freeze in inaction. And so our result is we don't do anything about cleaning the house. We just spin around in overwhelm. But if you changed your thought to, I can do this one step at a time, or I can figure out how to keep a clean and tidy home. The feeling is not overwhelmed anymore. The feeling is focused. And your actions from feeling focused will be that you can make a list of all that needs to be done and check it off as you do it. You can delegate cleaning jobs to other members of the family. Your home gets cleaned and picked up one step at a time. Do you see how the actions change according to how you feel? And how you feel changes with your thought. No positive actions or results can come from negative emotions. If we want to change our results, our outcome, the way we live, 
We need to change our thought, which naturally changes our feelings, which are the fuel to our actions. Remember the model in a vertical fashion. First, you have the C at the top, which is the circumstance, the T or our thought about the circumstance, the F below it or our feeling that comes from our thought, A below that, our action line, which are the actions that come from our feelings, and then at the bottom is the R line, the result, which is what we get from our actions fueled by our feelings, caused by our thought about the circumstance. You can either have positive fuel or negative fuel. Fuel that can affect change or fuel that keeps us at status quo or contributing to what we don't want. Now, I'm not suggesting, in fact, I'm absolutely not telling you to ignore, avoid, or resist your emotions so that you can feel happy. That doesn't work identify your feelings and sit with them. They can't hurt you. They may feel uncomfortable, but you can live with the discomfort for a bit. Find out why you are feeling the particular feeling. What are you thinking that leads to that feeling? When I coach women, so many come to me with the thought, motherhood is hard, and they think that's a circumstance that it is a fact, but it isn't. The circumstance is motherhood. Our thought may be that it's hard, and from that thought we may feel defeated. I sit with that for a minute. It won't hurt you. Many have times of feeling defeated in motherhood. I know I did. Your actions from that feeling may be that you don't like the way you interact with your children when you feel defeated. You may be cranky or weepy, are angry, are just defeated. And so your result is that you find evidence for why motherhood is hard, because you keep looping around in feeling defeated. What if after you work through that feeling and see that the result is not what you really want your motherhood to be, what if you could create a new thought? I can make my motherhood whatever I want it to be. You would feel emboldened. And your actions might be that you would find ways to enjoy time with your children. You might search out routines, schedules, and menu planning to help you make the tasks of motherhood easier. Maybe you decide to paint with your kids or throw some music on and dance for 10 minutes. Or you go for walks or read to them. Your result is you go back to, I can make my motherhood what I want it to be. I know this happened in our life. Our first six children came in eight and a half years. Five years later, I had number seven. And I found that with all those children in the beginning, I was just managing the children. I was not mothering them. When they became of school age, I would pack them off and send them to school. And then they would come home and I was the taskmaster. Get your homework done. Let's get your chores done. And, you know, we went from thing to thing to thing. But for me, I was not mothering them. I was not making the connection that I wanted to make with them. I didn't like my motherhood that way. And so I began to investigate options. And we chose to homeschool. Because I love to teach the children, and I wanted the opportunity to spend more time 
to bond and to connect? What do you need to have the motherhood that you want? What thought do you need to come up with to be happy in your motherhood? As I said in the last coaching episode, we have over 60,000 thoughts a day, and over 80% of them are negative. Do you really want to be the victim of your easy brain that gives you all those negative thoughts and hold on to the consequences of those negative thoughts, which won't make you happy? It's up to you. Isn't that encouraging and empowering? Aren't you relieved? You don't have to be the victim of your feelings. And no one else can make you feel something you don't choose to feel. You have control of your thoughts. You decide what serves you or what makes your life miserable. You decide if you're going to have a life of stress or if you're going to live a life that is positive and powerful. It's that simple and that challenging. We are not in the habit of being the master of our emotions. We're not in the habit of understanding that we are the ones who decide what our emotions are. But managing your thoughts to create the feelings that will fuel the actions to give you the result of the life you want is worth the challenge. Take care.